0: It's time for me to invite you to join us on Facebook Live, especially if you're a sports fan, because this is where we say hello to Danny Hicks and do sports and all. Danny, good morning. Good morning, Phil. Danny and I were listening to the news just now, and it was brilliant. Right yeah. at the end, there Gee, wasn't it, wasn't that amazing? We heard the voice of the man who invented <laughs> the internet, Danny, and we're just going whoa, whoa like this. Can you imagine it, Elon Musk. I invented PayPal and an electric car. Tim Berners Lee, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's incredible. Yeah, he invented and,
0: um, the internet.
1: We're old enough to remember a world that didn't have the internet as well, which is quite frightening. Well, actually, um, but,
0: it, yeah. it did. I think that's the whole shtick here. I'm not going to get sidetracked, I promise, but it was there. It's yeah. just that, you know,
1: anyway. The well, the, the, the internet was one that, and then the World Wide Web, which is what we all became. Yeah, able well, to I feel
0: honoured to have listened to Tim, Tim Berners-Lee actually speak. I mean, it's
1: like, it's not like yeah, he it's, in, it's invented it's amazing, something with it? watering
0: like, square roses, is it?
1: Brilliant. It's like listening to Einstein or someone, isn't it? It's like it's <laughs> cracking. People who change the world. Anyway, um, yeah, but, uh, football doesn't change the world, or some people argue well, it, does. It, it did. Bill, Bill Shankley said it's not a matter of life or death, it's football. It's much more important than that. So, you got um, it. Well,
0: we're going to talk about football today. So join us on Facebook Live. Love to have your input, basically.
1: Well, we've got, you know, because basically. Um, as as a Tottenham fan, it's a fixture I look forward to. Sometimes with a bit of trepidation. But on Sunday we we go to the Emirates to play Arsenal and the North London derby. Always a <laughs> massive, you know, date you circle in the calendar when the fixtures come out. When you're a, either an Arsenal or a Tottenham fan, bragging rights. Families split down the middle in in London. Uh, I, I I know people who got families who got Tottenham and Arsenal supporters. Oh, that you know? must be. Tricky. It must be. What hard. does the old yeah. man say? Um, <laughs> get it <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, uh it doesn't happen in my family you you're Tottenham, and that's it you don't get a choice <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Is you know uh arsenal fans are, are, are vetted out by a, by a selection committee uh <laughs> and they're not allowed in the family ever heard that anywhere before anyway um It is Arsenal v Tottenham. And and both teams played last night in Europe and both got good results. Uh, Tottenham, both in Europa League. Tottenham 2-0 at home against Dynamo Zagreb. Harry Kane, both goals again. I was at four in his last two games. Um, Yeah, he's back on form. Uh, And Olympiakos won Arsenal 3. Arsenal, really, arguably the better result going to to Greece, to Piraeus. Uh, Those of you who know your Greek mythology just outside Athens.
0: Because you're a Tottenham fan, you had to say arguably, right?
1: Um, well, three one away in Europe is is a pretty good result, um, uh, and uh, you know two 0 at home It's two goal margins. But I think you know you, you expect to win your home games, and and if you don't concede a goal as Tottenham did, that's all well and good. Yeah. But you know going away to somewhere like Olympiakos is it's tough. I mean, it's not as tough as when when the fans are in and and it's a bit of a cauldron there. Going to Greece or places like that in, in European football, but. Uh, Arsenal, you know, uh, that's a great result. And Man United had also been the Europa League action last night. We'll come on to them in a bit. But they they had a bit of a heartbreaker against uh, AC Milan. 1-0 up till the deep into injury time. And then Milan scored. I mean, battle of, you know, sort of former European giants, if you like. Man United and, and AC Milan there. Uh, 1-1 going, going back to uh, Italy next week. But Tottenham v Arsenal is what we're talking about. Um, you know, good wins. Spurs back in a bit of form now. Yeah, three wins on the bounce. Gareth Bale scoring goals. Harry Kane scoring goals. But Harry Kane got two last night, but hobbled off near the end with uh, and was seen with an ice pack strapped on his knee. Mm. And that is not good news. With, with just uh, three days to go to the or two days to go to the North London derby. That's yeah. uh, on on Sunday afternoon, 4.30 kick-off in the UK, 12.30 at night, our time. Um, and all Spurs fans will be hoping that um, he'll be fit to take up his place against Arsenal because he does like scoring against Arsenal. And uh, Josie Mourinho acknowledged uh, afterwards just, just what an important player, all-round player Harry Kane is, not just a goal scorer, and said reassuringly he thinks he'll be fit for Sunday. He understands the game very well he can he can feel the spaces he can look around he can see where other players are and where he can affect the game is is really a a very 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 good player it's a big match i think only only a big problem would stop him to uh, to be there, which I don't think it is but let's see the reaction uh, tomorrow but hopefully he will be fine. Yeah, so he doesn't think it would be a big problem, and 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 all Spurs fans will be keeping their fingers crossed. There isn't and all Arsenal fans are probably keeping their fingers crossed. That it Jeez, is. But, there is, uh, but because uh, you've got a decent record in North London derbies. But, uh, Phil, you got someone on Facebook there, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do join us on Facebook Live if you want to chip in anything you want to talk about, sport-wise, that is. Hello to Neil. He oh. says, right, first up for Danny, you're a mid-table premiership manager doing the pre-match press call. We've got a really tough home, against, uh, tough home game against West Brom on Saturday, but at least we've got Liverpool away next week. Three points in the bag. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Liverpool, um... Well, last week I said, you know, Liverpool should end their home losing run of five games because they've only got Fulham, but I did also caution it with Fulham about in, battling for their lives and they'll fancy it at Anfield and they did win 1-0. So six games on the bounce, Liverpool have lost at home, but not quite because they won at home in midweek, even though they were playing in Hungary. It was their home fixture in the Champions League and they won 2-0. Uh, so they're probably all quite relieved that that wasn't actually at Anfield and they're through to the, the next round of the Champions League. But uh, yeah, six games on the spin at Anfield. I mean, any team going there at the moment is going to fancy it. And Liverpool fans would probably be happy that they're away at Wolves on Monday night. I got a few days rest. And uh, and after a European win, uh, we'll probably get back on track. But they did look very clueless against Fulham last week. But anyway, coming back to North London derby. Yeah, um, you know, and if I was a mid... mid- if I, if I was a manager of any team in the, in the Premier League let alone a mid-table uh, someone down the bottom yeah you'd fancy it at the moment as I said last week with Fulham and, and they did just that but come uh, back to the North London derby also Arsenal played last night as I say uh, good result 3-1 against Olympiacos but They have a habit of shooting themselves in the foot at the moment, Arsenal. Arteta's saying it's only a matter of time before his project plays off, his long-term planning, and Arsenal are going to go bang. They keep going bang at the back. They drew last week against Burnley um, 1-1. Granit Xhaka tried a ridiculous pass across his own penalty box and managed to hit the Burnley centre-forward, Chris Woodson, who didn't know what was happening, but it bounced off him and went straight in the goal. And then Burnley earned a draw. And then last night, Arsenal were 1-0 up... um, David Luiz and um, uh, and uh, Martin Odegaard, who scored the first for Arsenal, both tried to give away goals by making bad mistakes and and passing errors at the back. Hmm. They weren't punished, but eventually, you know, you can't line in strikes It might not strike twice but it can't strike three times arteta uh, was not happy in that the third time it happened that burnt leno the goalkeeper what was he doing he's outside his box he plays a ridiculous pass to danny sabayos Ce- uh, he gets robbed of the ball yusuf al-arabi takes advantage keeper out of position scores equalizes and two late goals uh, gave arsenal a great result in the end but it could have been so much worse. And Mikel Hartete, just listen to this, because he's angry about what's happening continually at the back with Arsenal. And he says they have got to be better and think more clearly.
0: Uh, we have to stop uh, making the, the errors that uh, are costing goals, obviously, because um, you cannot sustain that at that level. It's not concentration. It's about when you play the ball. It's not about the structure or the decision-making. It's about when you play the ball. It makes the whole difference. It's not about stopping and uh, trying to play the way we play, because this is us, and we get a lot of rewards. It's about identifying when we can do it and how we have to do it.
1: Yeah, he's saying, you know, it's all very well. We, we play out the back, that's what we do. But you have to know when you put through, foot through the ball and clear it as well. That's two goals in two consecutive games that Arsenal have conceded. And he knows coming up with a North London derby that they can't afford to keep making those mistakes. He said it there, because against good sides, you will get punished. And, yeah, they might score three goals against Olympiakos. One, the strike from El Neni, who had just come on as a sub, one of them. And a great strike from Odegaard as well, although the keeper was, was a bit flappy-handy, the, 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 the Olympiakos keeper. But, um, yeah, I think um, Miguel Arteta knows he's, the, the size not quite there. And, and the table doesn't lie at this time, stage of the season. Arsenal are down there in tent. They really must not lose this game if they've got any ambitions of getting into Europe via their league position. Yeah. Um, maybe winning the Europa League is their best route into Europe uh, next season. Uh, out of the FA Cup, of course, they were the holders. Um, Tottenham, similarly, uh, but they're a little bit further up the table. They'd love to get a win and 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 be challenging Everton, West Ham, Chelsea for that for that fourth place in the Premier League. But. Mm. Uh, you know, I think it's a fascinating battle because you've got Tottenham who at the moment are scoring goals for fun against Arsenal, who are giving away goals for fun. And um, it probably means it'll be a 0 0 draw come Sunday. <laughs> but uh, also in action last night were Manchester United in the Europa League. And as I said, not so good for them, although their they're young striker. Ahmed Diallo, who they signed from uh, Atalanta, about 19, 20 million quid in the January transfer window, only making his third start. 18-year-old, looks very promising, though, looked very reassured last night. Got a lovely header to set them on their way against AC Milan at Old Trafford. And it it looked for all the world like uh, that would would be the way it it would finish. Um, Harry Maguire somehow conspired to miss when it was easier to score, Right on the goal line. I've no idea how he did that, but uh, uh, you know they should have been they should have been two or three up, really. Man United and, and looking a bit more comfortable, but they're not. Ninety second minute header from a corner. Um, AC Milan one one got a valuable away goal. They go back to San Siro next week with all to play for. And uh, Oli Solskjaer, the manager, understandably disappointed afterwards to have conceded a goal so late on.
0: Uh, to concede at home, of course, it's uh, double uh, the double blow in uh, in Europe, uh, and we felt uh, we'd seen the storm off, and then they get a corner and a score, so it's uh, it's a blow, but uh, something that we've got to uh, just take it on the chin and uh, travel down there and knowing that we have to score. Yeah, uh, take it on the chin, and
1: yeah, uh, uh, it's not the worst thing to concede one goal at home, one one. If you score away from home, then it's everything to play for, the Ties, you
0: know. Yeah. Um,
1: but they do have to score away from home because, you, know, you know, away goals count Dublin Europe.
0: Let's check out the old Facebook for a second. couple of, uh, well, one question for you. And also, hello to Perla, who says, listening from Singapore. Why, well, you so like that. Hey. And uh, Neil carries on, actually, he said, Singapore. serious question, Danny. Serious question, yes. how badly does football need the crowds back? He said, apart from Man City, yeah. it feels like it's becoming a lottery. I mean, a simple but very pertinent question.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talk, touched on this many, many times, haven't we, during, since since fans were shut out a year ago. And it is a it is the anniversary, the the, the the last game that was played with fans, Atletico Madrid at Liverpool, uh, a year ago this week. And a friend of mine who's a Tottenham season ticket holder uh, sent me a photo on Facebook of him at, uh, at Leipzig uh, <laughs> a year ago this week. Oh, um, right, yeah. Uh, 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 Leipzig, which was the last game he attended in person, uh, Tottenham at RB Leipzig in the Champions League a year ago. And it seems amazing. This is a guy who's a season ticket holder, travels home and away everywhere with Spurs. No no one more wants football back than that sort of supporter. and yeah. And, you know, they... They're bereft with no, no football to, to go and watch live. and it affects communities, it affects everybody involved with the game. It affects the hot dog sellers outside the ground. it affects the you know, the guys who, who do the programs, um, clubs having to furlough staff and all the rest of it. But most of all it affects the atmosphere and it affects the players, doesn't it? Because there is, there is no doubt in my mind that Liverpool would not have lost six games in a row at Anfield had they been playing in front of the cop. A full house and you know fans roaring them on um, and there's no doubt in my mind that some of the strange results we've seen in terms of teams winning away from home when you you know the home advantage is gone isn't it without the fans
0: just but maybe that's a good level of Danny in a way because it's very different isn't it I mean when was the last time you think football was this different
1: it, it is different but I was watching the Europa League games this morning on, on the replay the Tottenham game the Arsenal game and it's it's just so weird to uh they haven't see on the Europa League coverage uh here they don't even have the sort of artificial crowd noise that they put on the Premier League coverage so you really can hear every cough cough and wheeze and kick of the ball It's like a snooker game sn- swear word yeah it, it is it, it's like snooker t- it's not even tennis is it I mean it's like yeah it's literally Well, I mean, some sports can get away with no fans I think golf can I think yeah, tennis was a bit weird during the Australian Open when the fans uh, had to... You're
0: you quite know. right. You know, when, when, when golf seems rowdy compared to football, you know there's something up.
1: <laughs> yeah, fans are back at the Players' Championship this weekend. That's a different story. But back to football, you know, yeah. Let's hope, with the vaccines being rolled out and, and, and for next season... I don't think we're going to get much for this season, but for next season, maybe some limited fans for European Championships in the summer... Uh, it looks like we're going to get no foreign fans at the Olympics. Um, I think the best we can hope for is, you know, September maybe, start next season, we look at some sort of return of fans and some sort of normality. But uh, that, is, that needs the vaccines and everything else to go well, as we know, and everyone to pull their weight on, on keeping up the social distancing and keeping to the guidelines, getting yourself vaccinated, keeping safe, keeping everyone um, away from this virus until, until it's conquered. And, you know what we
0: haven't done? this morning
1: yeah
0: and that's talked about rugby so why don't you zip file it and we've got a couple of minutes
1: yeah we've got a couple of minutes i was just gonna say newcastle villa tonight um in the premier league newcastle desperate for a win they could find themselves in the relegation zone after the weekend if they don't get a win tonight because fulham and brighton below them are only a point behind with better goal differences but uh, anyway yeah quickly about rugby six nations returns this weekend. what would normally be a massive game for England against France at Twickenham tomorrow. Uh, England pretty much out of it, having had two defeats already, but they'd love to get one over France. France, who can have a Grand Slam, still in chance with a, with a chance of a Grand Slam, uh, will play Wales in their last game. Yeah. Wales are favourites for the title there. It could be a Grand Slam decider, but France hadn't played for a month because their game against Scotland was was postponed two weeks ago because they had COVID, um, Covid outbreak in the camp, so they've got a game against Scotland to fit in somewhere. So it's all a bit up in the air because of Covid again. It's all a bit over the place. England are making a few changes because Eddie Jones obviously got one eye in, on the twenty twenty three World Cup in in France, and he's in a transitional period. He says so. Max Malins, uh, the big news, will twenty four years old will make his start a fullback for England, uh, displacing the, you know, the Elliot Daly who's been a long term fullback. So uh, Max Malins wants to look out for mm-hmm. England France. Uh, uh, what's that? Midnight, uh, quarter to one in the morning tomorrow. Before that, Italy v Wales. Wales will have no problem getting past Italy in Rome. Italy Say that, again. Say that again. Lost. Wales will have no problem getting past right, Italy you heard it in here. Rome. Italy <laughs> have lost their last thirty games in the Six Nations. They are abjectly poor at the moment, I'm afraid. <laughs> and uh, Wales will will set up what should be a grand slam decider but against Daddy, France in their if... final game. <laughs> and Sunday, we got Scotland against Ireland. Um, and that's the Six Nations for that this week. What do you reckon for uh, that one d- then?
0: Because Robbie's going to be intolerable if Scotland win on Monday morning.
1: It's hard to tell, to be honest. I think they're both sort of, you know, not at their best. Uh, Scotland were only just pit. Let's have a look at the results. Scotland lost only lost out by a point to Wales, beat England, of course. And Ireland... Um, you know they've played Italy. They, 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 they've uh, played Italy so far and lost to Wales. So I mean, and, and lost narrowly to France in France. I mean, uh, that's that's a tough one to call actually. Um, I don't know. Uh, it could be a, a Celtic showdown to remember. You got a favourite? But, uh, Are you? I don't want to win the, the championship. I don't think it's either France or Wales for the title. All right, Danny.
0: Uh, just just remind our viewers and listeners what to look out for. Once again, what time and when? Give us give us your favourite for the
1: weekend. Uh, well for me it's a north london derby there's no other game in town that's half past midnight on sunday night our time uh, but once to look out for at the top and bottom of the table newcastle tonight against villa fulham uh, having beaten liverpool away now take on man city the leaders at home could they do two in two weeks and uh, two upsets in two weeks we'll see southampton against brighton brighton um, against the out of form southampton if they get a win they could creep above Newcastle and maybe drop Newcastle into the relegation zone. So a lot to play for, really, at the bottom end of the table and in North London.
0: Let's leave it there. Cliffhanger, we'll certainly have plenty to talk about next week. Danny Hicks, always great to have a chat with you. This has been Sports and All. It's very nearly time for us.